on today's episode of the Too Legit Show, number 43, with Hall of Fame boxing trainer Buddy McGirt. I can't wait for this episode to drop, you guys. This is this is just an incredible episode. We had so much fun. We talked all kinds of boxing, present day boxing, old school boxing, his boxing stable, Sergey Kovalev, the possible Kovalev Canelo fight, and then James Lights Out Tony showed up randomly at the end and uh, dropped some bombs. So uh, I got really nothing else to say other than make sure to subscribe down below, uh, leave a five star rating, and some feedback on what you enjoyed about the Too Legit Show. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and Instagram at Too Legit Show uh, to see all the video f- content. You can't miss video content. It's out of control, especially on YouTube uh, at Too Legit Show. My name is Alex Fernandez, and uh, that is it. Let's drop the beat. Buddy McGirt, always a pleasure. Hope to have him back. This was a fun one. James, Buddy McGirt, your former two-division world champion. Bro, you're, you're, you're 2002. Trainer of the Year by the Boxing Writers Association. Yeah. You train Sergey Kovalev. You have a, a stable of fighters. But I got to ask you right out of the gate, James Buddy McGirt, to start it all off, I got to ask 80 fights. 80 fights. 73 wins and 80 fights. You don't see that anymore. No. Eight, how, how, what made you wake up? Was that just like the, the, mo, the mode of people like, you just got to fight? Because now guys fight twice a year. They end up with 30, 40 fights. You had 80 freaking fights. Well, the money these guys make today. It's different. It's, but not only that, I just think that it's more today, it's more of a business mm. than it was a sport. You know, when I was fighting, everybody loved it. We was in the gym every day. Now these guys, you know, if you call, these guys get a call for a fight. They're like, I need an eight-week training camp. Right. Eight weeks? Are you kidding me? You get ready. If you can't get ready in three weeks, you're in the wrong business. So if you were training a heavyweight and Anthony Joshua, Eddie Hearn called you and said, hey, you know what? Would your guy want to fight us on three weeks' notice? Would you take that fight? Without a doubt. Okay. I mean, I'm, how many... Ch- chances do you get to fight for world championship let alone the heavyweight championship of the world and let alone all of the heavyweight championship belts you right? can't i mean you'd be a fool not to take it right i gotta ask you you probably saw joshua and ruiz right you saw the first fight yes how would you if you were in anthony joshua's corner they said hey you know what buddy we're gonna fly out to england we want you in this camp what, what adjustment would you make because he's a much larger man than ruiz I but ruiz is much faster i can't reveal that okay if i reveal that then they they can't call. They ain't gonna call me. There you go. You gotta pay. You gotta pay the cost to get right. the, the goods, you right? Know I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's it's minor. Right. Believe it or not, it's nothing major. Right. Um, and hopefully I'll get the call. If not, no. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but I would not want him to get rid of his trainer. You know I mean, I'm not one of those egotistical guys saying, you know, I got to be the boss. No. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it doesn't matter to me. The key is for the champion. To go out and regain his championship. Okay. It's for the guy to win. So if it takes both of us, I have no problem with that. I'm not one of those guys, like I said earlier, that has that ego that it has to be all about me. Right. It's about the fighter. I respect that because there's a lot of trainers, a lot of people who want to be about themselves. Right. I got to ask you, who's the toughest opponent you ever fought in your professional career? Uh, a guy named Frankie Warren. I was going to ask you about that yeah. because you lost to him in your first time. Yeah. But in the rematch, you got him. Yeah, but you won it, the title. it wasn't easy. Yeah, you 12 round, 12 round knockout yeah. out of 15, old school. Yeah, yeah, it was 15 round fight. Wow. And, uh, that was uh, Valentine's Day, 1988, and I still have nightmares about him. Is the Valentine's Day massacre in your head? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm both in. Oh my gosh. But let me tell you, it took me about uh, two months before my body to recover from that fight. From the second or the first or both? Second. So now you lost, and then they, you get the call. It's like, hey, you know what? You're fighting for the title, but you're going to fight a guy you lost and you face already. What goes through your head? Is it, are you training harder? Do you kind of know just, the motions? Or Matter of fact, when I got the call, it pumped me up more. Okay. 
But I was getting ready for a fight. It was right before Christmas. Okay. So I was getting ready for, you know, a fight so I could have Christmas money. It just gave me more enthusiasm to to want to look spectacular in that fight to get ready for the title fight. Oh, there you and go. And that fight was in December, a week before Christmas. And then uh, after New Year's, I went to camp and got ready for the uh, for the big fight. There you go. Now, you also fought Pernell Whitaker. Yeah. In your career, it didn't go your way. But I want to ask you: Is Pernell Whitaker the best defensive fighter of all time? Of all times, no. Okay. No, I would say that that I faced, yeah. Okay. But of all times, no. I mean, they they have guys that a lot of people today never don't even know about. Mm-hmm. That defense was like a Willie Pep. And I, I'm gonna give you a better one. Okay. Pernell's trainer, Georgie Benton. Ah. He was doing the shoulder roll before these guys knew what the shoulder roll was. Do they have? Do they have ta- film yes. of them? I gotta George watch some of Benton this. George Benton was a genius, but he was more of a genius as a trainer. Mm. Now I had six losses. Yes. Four of them are to Georgie Benton trained fighters. Oh, he had your number. Yeah, my number. Yes. But I got revenge. Okay. When I fought Frankie Warren. There you go. You know what I mean? And you got the belt out of and it. I, and I told Georgie <laughs> after the first fight, he told me what I did wrong. Uh-huh. So when we got the rematch a year and a half later, I said, hey, George, I corrected those mistakes. He looked at me and was like, you motherfucker. (laughs) That was George's favorite word, you know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But I loved him. I loved George. Great, great guy. Yeah. One of the greatest trainers ever, ever. These guys today, um, no, you can't. These guys today couldn't, they they can't even touch with a 10-foot pole. Do you think there's just that there's just a gap from the old trainers to the new trainers? Like there's no more like Eddie Futch's custom models oh, to yes. pass on that knowledge. No. And now these new wave of trainers, although there's great trainers, Robert Garcia is a great trainer, Freddie's a great trainer, yourself's a great trainer. I feel like there's some stuff that still is gonna get lost in the cut, right? As the more generations go down. You know what it is today? If a guy can hold the mitts fancy, yeah, he's considered a good trainer. Okay. But my thing is this: when you do fancy stuff on the mitts, you don't fight like that. Mm-mm. So it's the best choreography in the world, the Mets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, do this, do this. It's choreography. That's all it is. Right. My thing is, what can that guy tell you in round 10 when a guy's getting in your ass? Yeah. And you just got five more. Say it's a 15-round fight, and you got to make that adjustment. You can't say, well, remember the bit work we did? That ain't going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war right now. Exactly. Lights are on. So if you've never been in that zone, in that situation, yeah. how can you tell a guy what to do? You've but never I- been there. This is a perfect transition, Buddy McGurk. You know what I mean? I, got, I, I, I get it, and this is a perfect mm. transition. I got a good buddy of mine that you train, Blue Nose. My guy, Adam. I've known okay. Adam for a long time. Right. I was watching his fight last time, and oh, boy, I got a little scared, buddy. He got put on his ass in the second. He got put on his, on his butt. But you got yeah. to talk to him. You yeah. got to get him back, and he got back. He was winning the fight. He hurt that, that guy in the round before they stopped it. I was like, whoa, this guy has got the Bambi legally, legs. Legally, that fight's supposed to have been over. It should have been. The referee... He's giving the guy a standing eight count right. while the corner's pouring water on his head. That's what I thought. It was a lot of you, the, Your corner was very confused. Adam looked like he thought he won the fight yeah. already. And then uh, Adam just blitzed him <laughs> to start the well, eight. you see, in a situation like that, okay, he gets knocked down. Yeah. He gets up. First thing I look at is his eyes, and I look at his legs. Right. His legs were steady. Okay. But when he got up, he did the sign of the cross. I said he's okay. Okay. Because he's coherent. He knows what's going on. I looked at his legs. I said he's all right. But that woke him up because the round before that, mm-hmm. at the end of the round, he goes, buddy, he's average. I says, don't fall asleep on the average. <laughs> and he said, okay. And boom, he got caught. That woke him up. Right. And he came back. I said, now, you can't panic, buddy. 
Because if you panic, the fighter's going to panic. Yeah. So I said, we still got eight rounds to go. I mean, yeah. I said, you okay? He said, yeah, it's okay. This is what we're going to do. And he went out and he did it. I said, keep him turning like he's on a merry-go-round. He can't get that left hook off. Yeah. And then eventually he's going to run into something. And he did. He ran to that right hand. I don't know if you watch the ESPN Plus telecast, but the, the broadcasters were, like, super surprised about Adam. They, they, were, they couldn't stop raving about Adam after the fight. So on over ESPN Plus for the performance no, and for the I comeback. I didn't get to see it. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll, we'll have to pull it up so you can hear the commentary uh-huh. about that fight. Now, Adam has a junior belt. He's probably walking around. He feels all, <laughs> I'm the big shit. Yeah. I'm walking with the belt. What do you think is next for Blue Nose? Well, he's fighting August 17th. Is that yeah. right here in yes. L.A.? Okay. Yes, he's fighting August 17th. Nice. You know, he's focused. You know, he's got his eye. He's keeping his eye on the prize. Mm-hmm. You know that this is a little step to what to bigger and better things. Yes. And it just makes, you know, it gives you a little enthusiasm to want to work a little harder. Because if you can get this junior belt, mm-hmm. I mean, then you know that the big one's waiting. It's just a, it's just a little taste exactly. of, what, of what, what could happen. Yes. When you're training a guy, there's now he's in a different phase, right? He's like 13, 14 fights in. He's a junior title. Maybe he gets ranked this year. How does that compare to a guy who's 2-0, and 3-0? Okay, we start him out slow. It's, what's, the, what's the thought process as a trainer from a prospect to a contender, ranked you, you, fighter? You, you have to, uh, you know, you treat him differently but not differently. You know what I mean? Opponent-wise, maybe? No, no. Like, if you got a guy like Adam, and then I get a kid that's 2-0. Sure. That wants me to work with him. Mm-hmm. You still treat him like a champ. Yeah. If he's two and zero or zero and two, you know what I mean? Because you never know. You know that little bit of that little bit of they're looking at you saying, "Wow, he believes in me." Yeah. And it brings that little extra in them. I respect that. You know what I mean, I got to talk about another one of your fighters. He's not exactly a prospect, Sergey Kovalev. Yes. He's a l- light heavyweight legend. He was a he cl- he was a beast. He still is a beast. Right. Right. He's the current champion. There's a lot of talk involving him, but I want to ask you. You took him after his Alvarez, the first Alvarez fight, right? Yes. You got to work with him. Yeah. You got the victory. You avenged his, that, that loss. You got the title back. What differences do you see in Sergey that you see in other that you don't see in other fighters? What makes him unique? Well, it's funny when he when he called me to train him. Every I heard a lot of bad things about him. Mm. He was difficult to work with. He was this. Yeah. He was that. You know. But you hear that, of course. Yes. But when he came here and met with me. Mm-hmm. The first thing he did was he took full responsibility for his loss. He didn't blame nobody in his corner. He took the re- responsibility. He says, I messed up. This is what I did wrong. So you got to respect that. Yes. I mean, you got to respect that because not, you know, this guy made me do No, he, he says, buddy, I messed up. Right. I said, okay, no problem. He goes, sometimes you got to pull me back. Mm. I said, no problem. And then as we started training, he sent me a video of uh, – one of his amateur fights. Mm. And I called him up. I said, what happened to this guy? <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? I said, look how good you're boxing in this. What happened? He goes, I don't know. I said, I'm going to tell you what happened. You started knocking people out. Yeah. And it got easier. So you got away from what got you there. Mm. No good. You go back to what got you to where you to start this professional career. And then now, then now you get that and you combine them both together, make you a better fighter. So now when you get guys who are later in their career who have already been champions, you're not trying to just rewrite the script on them, right? You're no. just trying to build what they know and just little tweaks here and there. Mm-hmm. little reminder. Yeah. You know I mean? Go, yeah. Get back in center. Get back to where you're from. Exactly. Sergey Kovalev is scheduled to face Anthony Yard 
defending his title. Uh, August 24th is the rumor date in Russia, from what I heard. Do you have any information on Kovalev's uh, light heavyweight fight? I have no clue. To be honest with you, I was with him yesterday. Yeah. He was training yesterday. And he just says, buddy, I don't know what's going on. Do you ever train in Russia with him? I think you go to Russia, yeah, right? Yeah, I was in I was in Moscow for about ten days. Uh huh. And uh, then they said the fight was supposed to have been the end of this month, the twenty ninth. Right. Yes. And then they said, uh, no, they're gonna move it. So I came home. He came. He stayed there an extra week. Came back. We started training yesterday. And he goes, buddy, I don't know what's going on. So, what's the coolest thing about Russia? You know, I've been there twice. Okay. This time, I got. Uh, a more better experience. Okay. And uh, the people were great, and the food was great. Okay. Good food, good people. I mean, there's nothing else you need, right? There you go. And I don't know if you've heard the news, buddy. There's been a lot of chatter. Kovalev against the red-headed cash register himself, Saul Canelo Alvarez. I don't know if you heard of this guy, Canelo Alvarez. He's a middleweight champion. He's uh, He fights big dates, and the rumor is he wants to go up two weight classes, and he wants to fight your guy. Sergey Kovalev in December, not September, December. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? For, for the people who are anticipating your answer, Buddy McGurk, the headlines are going to say what, Coach? Okay, I really, really, I'm a, I'm a fan of Canelo. Great fighter, great fighter. Yes, I'm, I'm a really big fan of him and his trainer. You know, I think they, they work great together. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he's already went up to super middleweight. Yes. And beat the guy Fielding. Rocky, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, so I heard, you know, my daughter text me. She goes, Dad, please, um, what am I going to do if they fight? You know what I mean? She goes, because I love Canelo. Oh, my gosh. So I told my daughter, I says, well, the key word in that sentence is if. If. You know what I mean? There's rumors, but, I mean, nothing. I couldn't tell you anything. If I told you anything right now, I'd be telling you a lie. Well, there you go, folks. Canelo Alvarez versus Kovalev. Nothing is confirmed. Nothing has been said. Sorry to burst the bubble and everybody waiting for that <laughs> exclusive, but it is what it is. Are you are you are you okay either way? Whether it's Yard, whether it's Kovalev, whether just, it's uh, Bevel or another one of the champions. Only thing I'm concerned about is they just give us enough time to right get ready. Now, if you look at the light heavyweight picture, you got uh, obviously it's like it's all Eastern European, man. They should just do an e a European <laughs> super series. I don't know if there's a world boxing super series, but there should we uh, there should be a way that all the guys fight. I mean, looking at the light heavyweight division, it's just a bunch of killers in there. Yeah, it's a, I mean, but that division, the middleweight and the welterweights. Those are the money, the money weights right I now. Mean, yes, I mean, but you know that's how it's always been. Right. But it, then for a while it stopped, but now it's coming back. So you know, what I mean, that means that boxing is coming back to where, where I can watch the fights because there's times that I don't even watch the fights anymore. Right. There was a time I was in front of the TV every weekend watching fights. Now, I mean, now the bad thing about it now is you look and see who's standing in whose corner. You already know who's going to win. Mm. It's not even about looking at the records. Or no. You just, know, no. you just know by the You look the for certain people that, oh, he's standing in this guy's corner. That's it. Win. Hmm. That's interesting to see. 12 rounds or 15 rounds? I think they should bring back 15 rounds. Why? Guys are taking more serious. Interesting. And do you yeah. think there'd be less controversial decisions in a 15 round? Without a doubt. You can't. It's, it's hard to have a draw in 15 rounds. You you had a draw. No, well, your first fight ever was a draw. Yeah, that, that was that a four round. That was a four rounder. Four rounder. And you so. didn't get another one the rest of your career, so no. you got it out of the way pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get this out of the way. <laughs> 
who else is in your stable, buddy, that we should be looking out for? Is there a name that nobody knows about yet, or is there a guy who's up and coming like, check this guy out, be careful, I warned you. Yes, yeah, a kid named Johnny Beck. Johnny Beck. I mean, I can't pronounce his last name. Okay. It's from Kazakhstan. All those guys are just ridiculous right this now. This guy, right now, to be honest with you, right now, yeah. I put him in with any top middleweight. Wow. Any of them. I don't care who it is. He's just that good. He can fight. He's the real deal. How do you know somebody's the real deal? You just, you just, you just see. It's just you just got to. You just see in the you ring. Can you, you can just be like, this is this guy. This Let's guy Johnny Beck. I'm telling you, any of the middleweights right now. I'd put him in the ring with any champion, any challenger. I put him in the ring with guarantees he beats them. Right. I got a question though. This is I know the, the smaller weights. They don't get a lot of love in boxing. Not a lot of people watch the smaller weights. Right. I have an opposite cruiserweight. It never got. It doesn't really get a lot of love. Everyone's like, I want to see big guys fight. Cruiserweights is just one step under heavyweight. Usyk's a, a great fighter. It's a good division. Why is is it just like I want heavyweight? Why doesn't cruiserweight get respect? Because realistically, I mean, listen, I respect you know every guy, man that steps in the ring, mm -hmm. but I believe if you're just over 200 pounds, you should just be a heavyweight. Okay. You know, Usyk's moving up. Yes. You know what I mean? But if you're over 200 pounds, either you go on a diet mm -hmm. or you just gotta fight the big boys. Well, speaking of heavyweights, Buddy McGirt, who is the best heavyweight in the world right now? Right now. Right now. Wow, it's a tough question. Because you have Ruiz now, mm -hmm. who can punch. You have uh, Wilder, who can doubly punch. Scary. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, if he if he if he listens to Mark Brillen and punches correctly, mm -hmm. he's gonna really hurt somebody. Really. Yeah, with that strength, if you see a guy throw a, wild, a right hand like he's pitching a baseball mm -hmm. and knock you out, then you that's, know it, this guy can punch. That's scary. Yeah. Joshua has all the tools. Okay. He's got all the tools, but just one little thing he's got to fix. Nope. Can't tell you. If I tell you. No, no. All right. If I tell you, then that, that, I won't get the that's call. That's premium. You got to pay, yeah. pay a subscription to if get the I, buddy McGrid advice. If I tell you, I won't get the call. I get you. But then they're going to be like, okay. You know what I mean? So it's nothing. It's nothing. And the thing is, it's not, it's not even nothing. Cameo. <laughs> Cameo. And one thing, is not even nothing major. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just little adjustments that people have a tendency to overlook mm -hmm. because he's doing so well that they say, oh, we don't need that. But when you step in that ring, you need any and everything because you never know what the other guy's bringing to the table. Very true. So if you prepare for any and everything, and the guy brings something different than what you prepared for, and you go back to the corner, and say, okay, now let's go to this plan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This ain't working, let's go to this. And that's where, you know what I mean, all the work that you're putting in the gym and, and doing different things, that's when it comes into effect. But the main thing is, as a trainer, if you haven't been there, you can't teach it. I don't care what anybody says. You yeah, know? In different sports, like there's baseball, there's baseball managers who've never played professional baseball. There's basketball coaches who've never played, you know, meaningful minutes in basketball. Boxing, you gotta, you gotta have that experience, right? You gotta know what it's like in the trenches. But you wanna know the difference? What's the difference? You can't play boxing. No puedes jugar boxeo. <laughs> that's it. You can't. It's, it's not you a can't game play. Game. You can't play boxing. You know. And listen. Uh, Freddie had the had the luck of coming under the tutelage of Eddie Futch. Right. That's who taught Freddie. A lot of people don't know that. 
You know what I mean? Right. That's who took Freddie under his wing and taught him. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Robert Garcia was an ex-world champion. Yes. And he had his dad, who's a hell of a trainer. Big G. Papa G mm-hmm. is a hell of a trainer. Yes. I love Papa G. He's a hell of a trainer. So, you know, these guys had teachers that taught them. Right. You know what I mean? The rest of these other guys, next question. <laughs> just here. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I Hold just... Hold I got to say this, though. Please. Rod, Floyd Mayweather Sr. and mm-hmm. Roger Mayweather. Even though they fancy with the mitts and all that. I was going to, yeah. They still, they do it for the cameras. Exactly. But they are two guys that are hell of a trainer. I got to give it, I give credit where credit's due. These guys, especially Senior. Senior. The thing with Senior is that he's old school. And a lot of guys don't want to deal with that. They want to deal with the trainer that's going to say, okay, you can do this today. There you go. (laughs) These guys don't want to lose their job. Their old buddy, wipe his nose, wipe his nose. Anyway, go like this, wipe your own damn nose. Well, I'm going to wipe your nose for Right. You know what I mean? And that's how Floyd Sr. is. He's very strict in the gym, and a lot of guys complain about it. But listen, look at his son. One of the best ever, if not the best ever. Not the best ever. Who's number one? Sugar Ray Robinson. Okay. Where's Joe Lewis? Wow. Good question. Because to me, see, I'm an old school guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got Ray Robinson. You got Kid Gavilan. You know what I mean? You got Ezra Charles, Georgia Joe Walcott. You know what I mean? And now heavyweights. You got Jack Johnson, Dempsey. Yes, but as a heavyweight, I got to go with Ali and okay. Joe Lewis. Okay. You know what I mean? So young Ali, he did everything wrong, mm-hmm. but it was right. That's very true. You know I mean, Joe Lewis, he got, I mean, you got to give it to him. He did, he was basic, but if he hurt, he was one of the greatest finishers ever. Mm. If he hurt you, it was good night, Irene. See, Ali in the 60s, and I want to thank you again for your time, buddy. I hope I'm not taking too much. Okay. I want to just, I want to tell you, Ali in the 60s, he was known as a mover. He wasn't a lot of punching. Today, people would be like, I bet you people would be like, Ali's really boring. Why are we watching Muhammad Ali right now? But he was so beautiful. His his style was incredible. You don't see that anymore. You don't see that anymore. You can't, I mean, because there's so many guys are so big today. I mean, they. Yes, heavyweights are huge. Ali was what, 205, 220 maybe? Right there, that's it. Yeah. These guys today, they they born 220. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they huge, they huge today, you know what I mean? And I was I was training a fighter, a heavyweight. Yeah. Huge. And his wife said to me, Buddy, I need you to teach my husband to fight like Muhammad Ali. I said, Miss, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Maybe for a four rounder. Name for a four minute. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. You know what I mean? I mean, Ali is Ali. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and as you know, back in the 60s and 70s, in the early 80s, everybody wanted to be Ali. Mm-hmm. Every heavyweight wanted to fight like Ali. Right. It's like, look, there's only one Ali. Just right. like everybody tried to fight like Roy Jones. Everybody tried to fight like Mayweather. There's only one of them, man. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, respect them. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, and it's, to me, you know, they're great fighters. Now, I don't like to use the word great. I don't throw great around too, right. much, too much. But in their era, Roy, Floyd, in their era, the best in the era. I will give them that. To say the greatest ever? Mm. No. Because the problem is that people judge fighters by their record. Unfortunately. Can't do that. Look at it, Emmanuel Augustus. Fought a, fought a lot of people. I mean? Yeah. You couldn't hit him twice with two straight punches. Right. You know what I mean? So, 
I mean, Jersey Joe, Ezra Charles. See, I, I like the old school guys. Mm-hmm. Ezra Charles. You, know, you, have, you have Johnny Bratton. I mean, you just got so many guys, man. You know, a guy like Georgie Benton, who never was a champion. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And there's a guy, I'm, um, I think his name is Nicolini Loche. Mm-hmm. I mean, he used to put his hands behind his back and stand in the middle of the ring, and his opponents were throwing punches at him, and they couldn't hit him. But that's one of one. Yeah, but he's got his hands behind his back. And you can't, you can't And they're punching, him. he slip, 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 slip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's remarkable. But people overlook that. Do you think that derails fighters' careers when they're like, you know what, I'm going to adopt the – hold on. I'm going to adopt the, the style of Mayweather or I'm going to be Roy Jones. I'm not going to listen to my trainer as much because this is what's working. Do you think that just leads to just yes. bad things? And, and they got to understand that it's okay to take a little from this guy, a little from that guy, and then combine them with what you have. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, people are like, buddy, can you do the shoulder roll? No. No, I'm not even going to attempt it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I get my brains knocked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I can tell you this, you're not going to hit me with that right hand. There's more than just the shoulder roll. Right. You know I mean, like, I've always studied Jersey Joe Walcott. You know what I mean? And to me, it's one of the, it's just remarkable. Just little moves he used to make was unbelievable. You know what I mean? Let's take it, let's fast forward it all the way to the modern day fighters. I got to talk about it because, buddy, you grew up rough. Right. You grew up, we just talked about it before, how you had to go to the gym, take the buses, walk. These kids nowadays, if their mom doesn't drop them off in the ring, they're probably complaining, buddy. I mean, this new generation's a little different. But I said, I sat in traffic for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, try sitting on a train in the summertime in New York for 30 minutes. No. Because there was a fire on, on, the, on the train tracks, and you got to sit there and wait till they put it out. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you still have an hour and a half to go to get to the gym. Right. I mean, you're sitting there for 30 minutes, but you still got an hour and a half to go. You know what I mean? So right. These guys today, they're babies. They get, they, you know, they just, it's, it's unbelievable what they do with these guys. Exactly. Mm-hmm. James Buddy McGirt, you're a Hall of Famer. What was that celebration like uh, in New York? You got the, is this, is this a Hall of Fame? No, that's not it, no. Okay. It it's looks, it's a, dope, though. Yeah, it's dope. I had a compliment. It's at home. I, um, I, uh, it was the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. I mean, you got fans from all over. I mean, you know, when you go visit the Hall of Fame that weekend, even if you're not being inducted, the fans make you feel like you're being inducted. Mm. It's, it's everyone comes out. They sit outside your hotel all night. Wow. Waiting for you to come outside to take pictures. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. I mean, and, you know, like I come out and there's people standing there waiting. And they're like, well, buddy, you got to get over here. I'm like, how can I tell these people no? They sat out here all night long. Yeah. So I was sitting there and I signed everybody's. Pictures. I love that. That's so I, awesome. I would tell them, look, if I got to be somewhere at 2, let me go outside at 1.30 so I can sign the autographs. And then, because everything is like close. You don't have far to go. They take right. your golf carts. Oh, okay. So, you know, you go here, bam, bam. Everything is right there. But, you know, to come out and sign, say if there's 20 people mm-hmm. and you only sign five, I don't feel right. Interesting. Let me get them all. You know what I mean? And then, then I'll go do the thing. So I'm going to come out a half hour early, sign the autographs, and then I'll leave. I respect that. Now, a lot of guys now are doing the all or nothing. Either I'm not going to sign any or I'll wait and I'll do the whole line because there's always going to be a kid who's going to get left out, right? So it's kind of yes. – it's you're never going to please everybody, but I respect that you, that you do that. And more fighters now. I think that's – you got to put yourself out there, especially in, we're in the we're – in we're in entertainment, right? you gotta, yes. you got to build fans, build attention uh, at, at what you do. Buddy, before you go, i got to ask you, who hit you the hardest? 
Besides, Dave, besides James Lights Out Tony, who's the cameraman for today. James Tony wouldn't hit me in the ass with a handful of words. <laughs> James, what you James, what you think about that, James? No, it could hit me in the ass with a handful of rice. Buddy McGirt, great fighter and all. But you know what? Like I said, Buddy McGirt is a great fighter and all, but you know he can't do shit with me. What would happen, James? What would happen? I would knock him out. Big head on. Go straight to the canvas. How would I be sleep? How would I be snoring? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> Fish fry. Now, would you take now, the Kazakh guy against Prime James Tony right no, now? No, okay. No. Listen, I got to honestly say, and I'm not saying it because he's here. Okay. I always said it. Now, that's one of the great fighters. What a, period. Not just defensive fighter. Great fighter. Period. 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 I mean, he could, he could do it all. He can do it all. And he had a great, 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 great teacher. Yeah. Bill Miller. I mean, great right. teacher. Serious old man. You know what I mean? He had to be crazy to deal with him. But I gotta, I gotta, I give credit where credit's due. James, James was unbelievable. And James was a middleweight. He moved all the way up and he fought at heavyweight. Yeah. I mean, that's just unbelievable. That's He's a, a pro- special, he- special kind of talent for Lights Out Tony. And whooped a lot of ass. <laughs> scared him in every division, and they still scared. You see that they say when you're ugly, you can fight good. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it from Lights Out Tony today on the on the on the Fight Show podcast. What a what a surprise, buddy! This is yeah. a, it's been great. What's uh what's on what's next for you? Obviously, you're gonna train yard. Adam's coming up in August. You have any more fighters up coming up on the schedule that we can look out for? You know what? I don't know the dates as of right yet. Okay, but there's there's they can't fight. They can't fight because they train them. They train is short, fat, and dumpy. <laughs> James, right. who's, James, who's the greatest fighter of all time? Sugar Ray Robinson. Same. Now, who's the greatest trainer of all time? Bill Miller. Ah, I can't argue with him. Can't. That's not wrong. He's not wrong. Can't argue with him. Ask James Tony, who did he study? James Tony, who did you study in boxing? Who did Bill Miller make you watch? Watch, watch the name he gives you now. Ray Robinson. Okay. Ezra Charles. Told you. Judge Joe Walcott. Um, Albert Chalky Wright mm-hmm. and Buddy McGirt and, <laughs> and hold on and Buddy Big Head Flash McGirt. So now these two Hall of Fame guys. If a 13 year old walks through that door, you're telling him to go to YouTube and watch every single one of those fighters, and don't come back into the gym until you do. That's it. They just different, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I said, if you ever get a chance, yeah. Go to YouTube. Yeah. Bring up Georgie Benton. Georgie Benton. He's fighting Hurricane Carter. Okay. He goes to the ropes. Hurricane Carter throws six punches and misses eight. (laughs) (laughs) Slick. Yes. (laughs) Buddy, where can they find you on social media so we can follow your journey, keep up with your fighters Uh, and uh, what you do? Instagram, Buddy McGirt Boxing. Buddy McGirt. I love your I love your positivity, man. You always have a good message for the morning, which I like. Yes. You know, you always start the day off right. There's some sparring videos that are cool. Yes. But you but your posts about the motivation and stuff, I really enjoy that. Thank you very much. Buddy that's been Buddy McGirt, James Buddy McGirt, Hall of Famer, former two division champion, trainer of the stars. What Hall of Famer, 
I've said it all and then some. I don't know what else to say, James. Any other any other verbs no, for better? No, 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 we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done.